0: Welcome to the first LinkedIn live episode of the Corporate Escape You e podcast. I'm your host, Brett Trainer. Today's guest is John Arms, a.k.a. The Fractional Dude or the Fractional Talent Dude. I don't want to shortchange you. Uh, John is a fractional CMO to dozens of businesses. And I believe it was at eight last year, which is impressive. Mm-hmm. He is also the co-founder of both Voyager U and Voyager Career University, which was founded way back in 2018. And I say way back because Fractional is relatively new-ish, at least in certain fields. So we'll get into that. Uh, and with that, welcome John to the podcast. Did I did I miss anything? I like to keep it no, short and sweet. To make sure I hit the highlights.
1: <laughs> close enough. Close enough. You know, you don't want to get too, you don't want to get all bogged down in the deco- uh, details. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I'm, and I'm glad to be part of your mated voyage on uh, LinkedIn Live.
0: Yeah, let's see how it goes. I, again, I yeah. can't see the metrics. So if folks are out there asking questions. I'm sorry. I can't see if you're there. Oh. We'll respond <laughs> afterwards, but, uh, yeah. but welcome one and all. The, John, the reason I, I I wanted to have, because as I've shared on the podcast, I still you know pay some of my bills through fractional work and I really enjoyed it. I started my journey, my solo po- or corporate escapee journey, starting mm-hmm. consulting, which... Uh, was what I was doing before I left. Then I realized, man, I really don't want to keep doing the consulting piece. And and it came into the the fractional, which I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I think this is just a really good um, field, if we want to call it, that a growing field or Mm -hmm. opportunity for folks that are looking to exit um, corporate and leverage, I would say, any of their knowledge experience. It used to be CMO, CRO, but I think we're starting to see. So I'll shut up for a minute and say, uh again welcome john and you know why don't we start with your definition of, of fractional and, and how you get into this this crazy world. oh boy
1: yeah for sure let's start with the definition huh that's more fun because it's, <laughs> it's it's a mind blower for a lot of people it really is and, and it changes a little bit but it's pretty stable you know i i started um you know when you say i started voyager in 2018 i say it's been two years in a pandemic uh, uh it's such a huge such a huge um impact to the world and still is. But uh, yeah, so the way I describe it to most people is you've got contract, you've got freelance, and you got fractional. So here's what it is out in the world off of the Fortune 2000 list, because I think that's an important distinction. Contract is contract. You've got a project that needs to get done. It might be a study. uh, It might be, hey, help us launch this product into the market, some such thing like that. Freelance is freelance. You might need a new website done. You might need a new sales manual done. Those things have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it's, that, it's really that simple, right? And we're used to consuming outside skills that way. Fractional is different. Fractional is a critical gear of the business. The business can't go forward without it. Ops, IT, finance, sales, marketing, where I come from, uh, you know, all of that, very critical gears. And if you do not have somebody good in that seat driving that gear, it's going to be a problem. Um, I was explaining this to several last week. I had an opportunity to talk to a lot of Fortune 500 types, like what is fractional? And it was interesting because they're like, we get it. It's consultants. It's freelance. It's Accenture. It's Boston Sci. It's all that. And I'm like, it's not. You guys are used to consuming it as outside help got it like but but that's in Fortune 500 you're not going to bring in a, it's not likely to bring in a fractional cto for a giant you know on on the wall street exchange thing not likely but the 90% of american business that isn't on that exchange absolutely it's how they grow so fractional is a critical gear of business and that's the important distinction we're seeing right now and that's why it's growing so much
0: I like it. I mean, and it makes sense, right? Because I think that's the part that that folks miss. Because we talk about contract. You're right. And I think there's mm-hmm. consulting, there's contract, yeah. freelance. But the fractional is using your expertise and leveraging mm-hmm. it on a on a part time basis or fractional. Mm-hmm. That's the name, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it was interesting because I used to think it was only for. I mean, way back in the early days of the podcast, I had I think this fractional CMO. Had then you started to see sales, and then. Yeah, where I saw the real opportunity, and this is where I want your perspective, is it you know, yeah. kind of in that mid market and some of the startups, right? Where they need the expertise, they're not ready for somebody full time, and they just need you know, the way I like it is you teach them how to fish, right? Then eventually they can and backfill you. you with the full-time hire. So yeah. love your perspective on you know where the opportunity is, which markets, and
1: you know, how you yeah. approach kind of that, that piece of yeah, it. yeah. For sure. Well, we've got as of today something like 315 fractional members at Voyager so and they represent every skill you can imagine sales ops marketing finance the whole the whole thing right every every seat on the plane that has to be occupied for the business to fly without without too much turbulence so it's interesting when we started we actually started Voyager for marketing people only Interesting. That was the start. Like, oh, we're going to have a lot of marketing people that are going to want to come out and go independent. They don't know how. Let's do it. And then about six months into it, we're like, why are we getting all these finance and ops and IT people signing up to join? And I asked them, and they said, well, there's no other place I can learn to be fractional. So we're like, okay. So we quickly like, okay, well, let's listen to that. So we opened the umbrella for for everybody. And a lot of people think that means you have to come from the C-suite, and you don't. You don't. You said, I think, the most critical piece a minute ago, and that is, you're leveraging your decades of experience, you're packaging that up, selling it to the market, and it really is that experience, because that experience is what helps companies grow, not make mistakes, choose the right direction. It's very wisdom work. It's very guidance. It's very strategy. The other thing that's interesting that that you mentioned that I think is really coming under a, a lot of dynamic change right now is, you sort of get that fractional in, right? And then eventually you can hire a full timer. Well, here's what's interesting about that is eventually we don't need a full timer. It's fan. It's just it's crazy. Like, yeah, because our mind goes there, right? America yeah. works on full time talent because that's just where our mind goes. And but you, you get into these fractional relationships and you start helping a client, you realize I don't want to be full time. You don't need full time. This works in a in a non-full-time scenario, which kind of makes sense when you think about the pandemic. We shut it down. Everybody goes home. Remote works. You don't have to be in the useless meeting. You don't need two hours for commuting. Yeah, you're missing some time around the water cooler talking about how the Vikings lost last night. Still sort of a soft spot for me. <laughs> but all of that, you know, it's funny. We, we, we talk to our members all the time, and, and we did a little poll. And uh, it's about a year ago. How much time do you think you were actually working? Like work, work, working at your corporate job, I and mean, they're like one out of five days. I would one say day.
0: that's that's overstated. I mean, I'm thinking you get an hour of real good quality work a that's day, yep. right?
1: One hour, yeah, one day, and, and then I'm like, what well, does that include the yeah? So I'm like, all right, so what really what what is it? So and that's why now, fast forward. You know, I, I try to tell people like you're. If you have a fractional client, you're going to work about an hour per day on that one client. So if you have three, three hours a day, they're like, "No way, man, that doesn't work." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, it does. Just, just, just think of your corporate career and how much time you spent on non things that you're good at.
0: Right. Crazy. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, one of the things I tell folks that I'm using as the tag, man. If, if especially if they're still in corporate, I said, "Look, if somebody's willing to pay you a salary to do a job." you have the skills and the experience needed to go solo, right? I think mm-hmm. the world is yeah. becoming much more accepting. Like I said, the mid-market is starving for, for quality and good right. talent to help them guide. Yeah. And, you know, what better way to do it than, you know, fractional? It's it's you know yeah. less risk for both and,
1: right? It is, it is, and it's an adjustment. You know, we started this current American work culture in 1950, give or take, depending on which historian you talk to. You know, the corporate structure, you know, that, and we ran it well until about 1980 and then, and then it started to really go well in terms of creating revenue and creating wealth for the top, but it didn't work for most people. And that's why it's, that's why it's, uh, culturally, structurally, financially, there's all sorts of breaks in it. Um, which is why we are where we are.
0: You know the way I, I share it with folks is, you know, my analogy is think of it like a big, you know, Hollywood blockbuster movie where mm-hmm. all these different specialists are coming together for you know twelve to eighteen months, hair, makeup, stunts, script. Everybody gets together, works on this project, and then they go their separate ways and they plug these back in into the, the future. I mean, I hundred I, percent I agree with you that I think that the the way to work and the modern work is going to yep. reimagine Hey, if, and no, if you love your corporate job, you love going to the office five days a week and you love the comm- more power to you, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's going to be a need. There's going to be companies that operate that way. Great. But yep. um, like what I say is there is opportunity. If you don't like that and you're not satisfied, there's a, a big bad world out there for just waiting for you to, to come join totally. us. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And, and uh, it's, it's funny. Cause it is the future. We're gravitating this way. All the energy is going this way. But what, uh, what is interesting, it also harkens back to our past in that fractional is 100% all about self-determination. So if you had a job with company X and they're on the Fortune 500 and you get the 401k and you've got the job and you're one of, you know, 75 people in a department, right? You're really not that self-determined. No. You know, the, 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 it's really not there. It's it's not in the culture of, of the American workforce uh, that way. Um, but when you think about what we started with as a country and really how we ran ourselves all the way until post-World War II is very, you know, agrarian, you know, farmers, right? An agrarian society is, is a self-determined society. And and it's actually through the arc of history, it's only recently that we have more of a dependent on a corporate structure and you only need to talk to the people who like, I love your title corporate escapees, right? Like that's one of the big things people are missing. Like, I don't like, I just, I, where's me, you know, where's me in this whole scenario. I'm just a, I'm just a person that if we have a bad month, I'm gone. And that's not self-determination. Yeah. So that's, (laughs) that it's, it is the future, but it also harkens back to some very core, as I say, you know, it's, I think it's the most patriotic American thing you can do. Uh, I love it I'm, I'm going to
0: run with that too and i'll quote you with it but
1: I, yeah no, I, yeah I, it is I, it, it's a gangster capitalist move it's it's totally capitalist you know i'm a capitalist but i'm a capitalist for self-determination i'm not right. a capitalist for like three people at the top get all the money You're like no i'm a capitalist for like let's get it around right yeah, and we can do one that one on a bed of self-determination
0: yeah i was watching i don't think this is a spoiler alert but yellowstone um mm-hmm. And my wife and I are a few episodes back in the last chapter. And, but one was, you know, the Cowboys, right? You go back to your the previous slide. They're out on the range. You yeah. know, one of the ranch workers, you know, ended yeah. up not coming back off the ride, but he died head on the saddle, yeah. looking in the stars. He never retired. Yeah. He did what he did and you know, life yeah. and work. And it's just, it's just life. And this, this is what yeah. you do. So I think we're slowly getting. Because those,
1: those ranch hands, they went around from he, ranch to ranch to ranch, right?
0: Exactly. And I think, yeah. yeah, and he could choose to work the hours that he he wanted to work and take the yeah. the engagements that he wanted to take. And yeah, I think yeah. I said, we're just becoming a bunch of micro businesses and CEOs of one. And, you know, I think yeah. one of the things, we haven't even got into the fractional, the nuts and bolts of fractional, which we will. But, yeah. you know, I think people are hesitant to leave corporate because they think, well, I got to start Google or Facebook, or I'm going to be mm-hmm. trading time for money and, you know, mm-hmm. just doing consulting projects. And, yeah. but it's, I mean, I, I, I see it all the time with you can build a seven figure business if that's what you want, right? God bless mm-hmm. you. You want a billion dollars? You can do it with no okay. employees. I mean, we see example right. after example after example. And the other mm-hmm. thing that really got me motivated down this path was seeing people with zero experience or maybe been in the workforce for three years, building businesses, leveraging their knowledge and experience, which they have none of. <laughs> so it yeah, tells me, man, yeah. if I can get somebody that's got 15, oh 20, God. 30 years of experience to apply that, how much value would right. be in that, in that process? So huge um, trillions of dollars of value is the
1: answer to that, of course.
0: Yes. And so yeah. that's what people like you are helping folks, you know, get into this world and, and, and take advantage mm-hmm. of it, which is a good segue into, all right. So I'm on, I've, let's call it 20 years in the workforce. I could be a CRM specialist, a CMO, mm-hmm. whatever it is. How do yeah. I, how do you get started? How do you, you advise folks that say, Hey, I'm, I'm getting out. I want to get into this. You know, mm-hmm. I think part of the, the, not the challenge, the idea is, you know, you already addressed some of it, is it a contract? Mm-hmm. Is it uh, hourly? Yeah. Is it retainer? Is it this give us, yeah. you know, John's version of, Hey, sure. here's my best practices for you as you're starting off on this journey.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's not always the answer people want to hear, uh, but it is the answer that makes a successful fractional practice. And that is you have to commit to really getting to know yourself. And I know that sounds soft and I know that sounds maybe spiritual and things like that, but that is the key to the whole thing. And in, in our boot camps, that's the first thing we focus on. And when we say get to know yourself, the the need is to like, all right, what, what am I really awesome at? What do I love? What am I going to say no to? What do I have infinite energy for? It's yourself, right? right? And that's hard for a lot of people because historically, when you have been in a transition point or you're leaving a place, you don't really get to know yourself. You might write your resume, but we spend... Decades of time, like I, whatever the opportunity is, I'm going to shape my me to that. The myself is going to be, I am going to be your new, whatever your job description is, that's me. And that's not true, right? You're You're awesome. I mean, your dreams and your aspirations and your skills and by God, your history. I mean, that is amazing stuff. So the first thing we train. Isn't build a website, start an LLC, you know, all of that. It's it's get to know yourself. We it's it's when we our boot camps are about four hours long, and we spend a good hour just on that. If you get good at that and dedicate to that and really work around it, and yes, we've got a whole program for it, but once you get there, the rest comes relatively easy. It really does. Even BizDev, which is you know one of the biggest concerns for people going independent. Yeah. No, it makes sense.
0: We have, a, we're definitely like-minded because one of the things I spend, which <clears throat> if you would have asked me three years ago, I would have said, yeah, that's the foofy stuff. And, but, yeah. but honestly, I'll start when I work with folks one-on-one is, you know, let's take an inventory of where you're at, what's working, what's not working, what's making yeah. you happy. And then two, what do you really, really want? And I'm not just talking yeah. about, you know, what does that vision of your life look like? Again, mm-hmm. it sounds soft to your point, but unless you can visualize what you want, it's really hard. And I never thought about it the way you, you talked about it, where you shape you know, yourself I mean, to the opportunities, right? It's
1: crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I just finished this book. Um, what is it called? The the Infinite Soul, I think is, is what it's called. Really good book. And uh, the, uh, of the many themes or subcurrents to it, one is do not look outside of you for happiness. You'll never find it. Ooh, interesting. You know, and so, do not look outside of you for a career fulfillment. You'll never find it. You, if you get to know yourself and understand and and, and everything you just said, you get good at that. Then the world, the universe is going to bring things your way. But if you just, if you're in a constant state of reshaping yourself to outside influences, it's not healthy and it's not true. And that's you know, you're you're vulnerable because you know maybe you shaped yourself to a role at a company because maybe there was good money or at least you didn't want to be you know unemployed okay that's fine for a little bit but if it's not true to you it's not going to last yeah so and we here we are on the precipice of we don't have to do that anymore
0: you're absolutely right i know it sounds scary for folks but i said the uh the analogy i use is you know they think they're in a a higher wire act right between you know skyscrapers if they leave corporate but the fact is it's not between skyscrapers you're like 18 inches off the ground right if you fall it's so true you can go back so true
1: but they feel that way don't they
0: yeah and you know the other thing i'm just curious if you hear this is no benefits I have to pay for health insurance. But mm-hmm. like in the big picture, if you're making the money, you can pay for the, the health. I know it's a pain in the ass and right. somebody needs to solve the the benefit piece. But yeah. it's kind of funny, that's one
1: of those limiting beliefs or blockers for folks is, mm-hmm. is benefits. Yeah, yeah, I can't reiterate enough on that when I talk about this on stages and everything. It's like, we're just programmed to think work equals retirement and benefits and that package, right? And we're just, just 50, 60 years of this economy, that was the norm. Right. And of course, you know, talk to anybody who's been laid off or about to be laid off, all that blows up in an instant. And, and it happens all the time. And so that that thought of stability, like benefits and, you know, that, that comes from the job, not so, not so at all. Yeah. What's interesting, Brett, is there's a there's a, the, that market of service to the fractionals uh, is really growing. You know, businesses are trying to figure out how do I, you know, if if, my, if if our community were a business, we'd have 315 employees and we'd be doing about $100 million in revenue. Right. If we were a business, you know, everybody's got about three clients, you know, charging somewhere between five and 15 grand a month. So it's like, well, okay. Right. So that's a pool. How do we answer that pool? Even though they're not all working for me at all, they're independent. But that's, that's, that's catches coming in there. I think Northwest Mutual is trying to get into that space. You know, people are starting to answer Freelancers again, Union. They're trying to answer that answer that question
0: again. So whoever solves that first is going to get a big league up because just of the the number of folks yeah. that
1: are in this space now. So yeah, they sure will. You know, you come into fractional, and you know, if you dedicate yourself to it, you know, you're you're going to be earning two to three hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, it's just not going to be that hard to carry your own health plan.
0: Right. Yeah. Just yeah. build it into the, into the budget. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing I want to just go back a little bit when you said what, you know, the corporate, because I was, I kind of grew up in that way. Right. I did a couple of ventures out where I went, yeah. you know, yeah. an entrepreneur, but the, the, yeah. the, I don't want to say conventional wisdom, whatever it was, the expectations, you come back to, to, to corporate. And, you know, yeah. one of the things that I found over time is I used to ask the question early in my career all the time. Why not? Right. I, I went out of yeah. business school and, you know, Took over building out a bagel franchise. I knew shit about Bagels, but it was like, why not? Why can't I do this? And then slowly it becomes incremental. I'm like, I think we can make a little bit improvements. And then it was when my wife and I started to think about, you know, what do we want next? What's, you know, kids, my youngest is a junior in college. And Mm -hmm. the things that we wanted to do, corporate was not going to allow for oh my god or the money and so it really jump started and part of me said one well, i wish i would have done this earlier but then part of me
1: maybe i wasn't quite ready for it so yeah then, you know everybody says it they, they come into voyager and the first thing they say after a month or two is like i wish i would have done this so many years ago i i, <laughs> no, I, really do, I don't it.
0: look backwards though so yeah no. but how do we make the most of it going
1: right, going forward? right. which is where your brain goes right how do i maximize it from here yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know it's funny because it's uh Someone asked me recently, like, what's your predictions for it? And I'm like, well, I think about half the country is going to be fractional. And of course, it's like, what? How, how can you say such a thing? And I'm like, well, listen, one, self-determination is the American way. So we're, we're dealing with the cultural thing. Cultural moves uh, are, are pretty big in this country when they start to happen. Two, guess who else? Be- so the businesses benefit because they start to growing again. But people who are full time and like full time and all that, they get relief. You know they're all doing the work of two or three people right now, right, in this talent exactly. starved economy. So you start getting fractionals in there. They're we're all, we're past the idea that oh, they're a threat to the full time jobs. Absolutely not. Those people are getting help and relief from people with gray hair and wisdom and and compassion and empathy and and respect. And so it's uh, it's it kind of works for everybody.
0: Yeah. You know? No, I think you're right. And again, folks that want the the study. Full-time corporate, happy with their, you know, nine to five, eight to five, whatever it is, go yep. home. Perfect. And I think yep. too, the good folks that are ambitious, and again, I don't care if you got 10, 15, 30 years of experience, this mm-hmm. is just going to open it up because there's a lot of people that are going to be lazy and not go after yep. it. Because the one thing, again, I don't think it's a misconception, is you still have to work hard. But the difference is you're not working hard for a company, you're working hard for your yourself. And yeah. maybe that's a good yeah, transition to take the top of, off. Yeah. So it's going to be a world of folks that are, that want to control their destiny in the future. And again, you don't have to, to your point, I've got somebody coming on the podcast Friday. She she was, thinking think, 20 years plus as a project manager, then a program manager in healthcare. Uh, Basically, the company wanted her to move her and her family, you know, up to another city for the job. She said, nope, went fractional. Mm -hmm. No website, no LLC, not even a company name. And she's got a couple yeah. of customers and she's already off and running. So we're going to talk to her on, on Friday about that. So I think it's, you know, back to your point, it's we overcomplicate and back to the, the soft limiting beliefs and yeah.
1: those types of things. So we take that. We take that. pre the, the, the best part about working a corporate career is the experience you gain. Right. It's the best. It's, it's the best part. The trouble, the, the worst part is all the baggage you take with you is you know you, you go fractional and you start thinking corporate thoughts i have to go get a lawyer and build a nda contract and llc's and i got to spend six thousand dollars on a website and I got to build all this infrastructure your infrastructure literally is learning right you gotta yep. you gotta learn uh but fix your linkedin page don't build a flippin website don't don't get we use we have a, a partnership with legal shield like just yeah. it's a thirty nine dollar a month contract. Get that done, like, customer. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They're great. Legal shows great, and and so it's uh, it's just it's not. But the the corporate brain says infrastructure and build and complexity, but the independent brain says, you know, basically be a customer centric, awesome niche business and grow like crazy.
0: Yeah, networked, right? Yeah. You don't need. I had somebody on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Not too long ago he's like think about it if you get eight clients you're in a million dollar business depending on what you're charging right it, and if you can manage that and again that's through your network you don't have to have a funnel of 200 companies maybe 10 15 or different folks that know you're in the market leverage word of mouth and again maybe a good segue or transition into um i think two of the biggest questions is one is is how do i get my first customer and two you know, how do I charge, right? Cause you don't mm-hmm. want too many people I think under charge for what it is, but then totally. they feel, so So
1: maybe that would be, I'd love to get yeah. your perspective. Yeah, you bet. So um, well, I'll take the second answer or second question first. How do I charge from what I see? And you tell me what you see, but from what I see and we're, we're nationwide, we've got members across the country. And what I see is the market uh, ability to pay. So you're talking basically companies that are from startup or a million bucks all the way to two, almost $300 million in revenue, right? Which is a crap ton of businesses. That's most of the businesses in the country, 30 million of them. And the the tensile strength for what they are willing to pay a fractional, you know, fill the blank here on the low end is $5,000 a month. And on the high end, I've seen it as high as 20 so, you know, I think if you're in California, it's gonna index high. I think if you're in Dubuque, it's gonna index more towards you know, like $5,000, just given cost of living in areas, but that's, you know, five to 20 It's a pretty big range, but, but a lot of people, I think they really, really undercharge. And I th- you have to think about that. Like, listen, if you're gonna be, so let's, let's put the difference, right? Let's go for 10. I can have Brett for $120,000 a year guiding my, let's say you're a CTO, right? I can't have you full time for that. I can't have it. It's not gonna happen. I need three X that plus benefits to get you to come in here. But really what I need out of Brett is a strategy and guidance and and direction. I, I can, we'll figure out the tactical stuff, right? And so well worth, you know, 10 grand a month. So for the, and I know you're not an IT person, but if you were, you know, this is in this example, so three clients, right? So now you're one twenty times three. There's three four, three sixty. You know, yeah. it's a good, good living. Um, but and and mostly the quite honestly, the only barriers to that are in between the ears.
0: I think you're you're hundred percent right. And it too, just maybe my follow up to you on that question is um if we look at hours, right? Because they're gonna ask me this, do I get 10 hours and i've always been hesitant to say Mm -hmm. i'll give a range i said this is what kind of expected some months are going to be more Mm -hmm. some are going to be less so it's more of a retainer basis on a month Mm -hmm. i don't know how do you see kind of best practices around structuring those those deals and contracts
1: right right we we in our toolkit uh it's all retainer based not anchored to hours now some people just for their own brain they have to ascribe hours And I get that, that's fine. But our, we have a template for every fractional job that exists, I think, or at least we're, at least we try. And they're all retainer based and they are all outcome based. So my value to to you is not gonna be eight hours a day. My value to you, for example, is like, I now own the, let's say that you're, you're coming in as a fractional sales exec, right? I now own the fraction, you know, the sales role sales leadership, which means the CEO is like, you mean I don't have to do that anymore? Thank God I can finally go on vacation Uh, or or however that comes out. You own that, right? And 99% of what you're going to spend your time on there is guidance, wisdom. How do you get it right? And you can do that because you've got decades of experience doing that. So people have put their hours in the years prior to this, the hours translation onto a job. In fact, I think it starts with, quite honestly, I don't like the relationship it starts It says my values and hours. So if you get the end of eight hours and then it's like, if if you're still not making progress, I'm going to charge you more hours. It just doesn't, I I just struggle with that. I just, I'm like, you know, we're we're here for an outcome. We're here to help you grow. Um, I don't think hours is the anchor to it. In fact, I know it's not. right. So, so we coach on retainer based, you know, month, one month fee and keep going. And the one thing I found mean. that's worked
0: well for me along those lines is I love the outcome based and said, hey, mm-hmm. for this month, here's what we're focused on. Here's what I want to get accomplished yeah. this month. And here's kind of the one month and three months. And if things come up and we have to reshuffle and focus. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I found that much better. I think that at least in my experience between the consulting and fractional, and as we talked about, there is a difference between the two. There is. There's definitely much more project base, right? Here's the yep. start and end, here's what we're gonna do. And then where I find the 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 hourly or not the hourly but the trainer rate is more in the biz dev discussion than it is actually in running the the week to week to day to day of that fractional business. So yeah. so I think that's part of it is getting through the the sales cycle, getting comfortable with it and make sure you can communicate that value of I love what you said about, you know, my experiences in the last two decades, not Right. What's yeah. To right. Totally.
1: Report. So we failed. We failed in our lives. We failed in business. We've succeeded. We've we've stressed and you know that is in fact, that's an MBA every single year, yeah. and uh, right. it, it's it's pretty amazing. You know the uh, the the brain does do interesting things. It's we're in this transition point of people are starting to get it. Like, yeah, I, I need the brain less than the grind. You know, I need I really need the brain. And uh, it really comes to fruition when, I mean, the ultimate manifestation of fractional is you're coming in, so you're telling the client what to do, not the other way around. You're not signing yeah. up to be told what to do. They're like, I need you to tell me what to do because you have the skill that I don't. And uh, it's, that's, it's, such, it's such a relief for everybody when it, when it gets there. You me ask either. the question about biz dev. So BizDev is interesting in that, you know, you and I know because we're fractionals, and we've been that way for a while, we know it's going to come from referrals, we know it's going to come from our network, we know it's not going to come from a big ad campaign and things like that. You have to do some basic level level BizDev things, you have to get to know yourself, you have to, you know, your referability, all that, but it's going to come from a more intimate place. So, for example, we do have some basic software and guidance to get yourself ready to be referred, which is I think the big catharsis for a lot of people is like, just because it's gonna come from referrals doesn't mean you'll wait for the referral to happen. Right,
0: right.
1: You have to be referral ready. And that's that's a whole course at Voyager because like, it takes work, right? But once you're there, hmm. then it feeds itself.
0: Referral ready, it's no, just- that, is, that is so true. It does. And it's it, part of it is even just asking sometimes, right? Because if when we're networking for jobs, we're not afraid to, Hey, I'm looking for my next opportunity. I'm like, well, why not throw and say I'm open to fractional work? Cause this is the type of companies I do. And here's the work I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Those same people that may help you with full-time also have the network that can introduce you into the, the, the fractional as well. And Absolutely. So, um, we
1: have a lot of members that have chosen to leave their company took the coursework, turned right around and said, I can do this work fractionally for the same business they left. Take them on as one cloud. Happens all the time.
0: And you know, it's interesting. I've actually done it a few times where I'll actually reach out to the CEO of a company because I was looking at some, you know, chief mm-hmm. of staff opportunities and no, I it's the strategy version that I'm not managing the CEO's calendar but mm-hmm. so help with initiatives. And so if I see a job posting on LinkedIn for a, you know, full-time, I reach out either to the head of the recruiting or straight to the CEO and said, hey, are you looking at, are you open to a a fractional? You may not need a full-time person. If they say, no, I want 100% full-time, no harm, no foul, move on. But it's surprising Mm -hmm. the number of conversations you have with folks that say, especially if they don't know what they're looking for and you can Mm -hmm. position yourself as, hey, I can help you come in in the short term, get this organized and help you find that person that you're looking for to come in and and do this job and then next thing you know you're six months into a a fractional relationship and they realize they don't need a full-time
1: well exactly and you know one of our efforts this year is going to be around helping businesses understand how to hire fractional is i feel bad for businesses writing job descriptions because they they lie and they're not intentionally doing it they're not trying to deceive but the whole the whole problem, <laughs> I'm going to get in so much trouble with Indeed and everybody else, but let's just call it what it is. Everybody's freaking lying out there. You lie on your resume and or you're puffing up, right? I'm going to puff up. Well, we're a great place to work. We're a Fortune 500. We're lovely. Everybody loves us. This is wonderful. It's like, you don't even sound like you have a problem. Right. Meanwhile, on, on the resume side, it's like, I'm great. Yeah. Everything's wonderful. All the, well, that might be true, but it's, it's like, all right, let's stop that. The reason you put a job description out there is because you have a freaking problem. So say it. Say, I have a problem. I can't grow my sales. It's driving us nuts. We're struggling here. And that's why referral based business works, because that's those are the conversations people have. So when you get referrals, you're getting referrals on that. But it's just so funny. Like you put a job out there. It's like, just say it. If you have a job for a for a, a leader position, just say we are struggling. We're not doing great. And we could really use help like, oh, my God. Let's get to it, right? 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 Honesty, integrity, authenticity, transparency. These are things that we all know work in business. For some reason, currently in the job search, job post world, they're nowhere to be found.
0: Yeah. So. It's just like social media. Everything. You only see the good side of everything that yeah, everybody's right. doing, right? <laughs> there's
1: right. there's right. no
0: in between. And you're right. And what, what kind of caught me, because I, I tell people all the time, at least the folks I work with, is start with the problem. What are the problems you're solving, Right and then gotcha. the businesses took the same approach then we could say problem solver problem problems over problem versus job descriptions that do every 100 right i love that you guys yeah. are heading down that that path because i think it's going to yeah. become i think a lot long. of businesses are going to be hungry for this type of, if they can yeah. figure it out right
1: yeah I mean, it's it's hard you know i was i was um, and, and, and to be clear you know i was the bad guy in this whole scenario for many years i was the man i ran a business and i i was the ceo and i made all sorts of mistakes and everything else. And I was a good guy, just like, like I fell into the sort of the corporate work cultural trap. Right. And uh, so I, I've now turned that now, I guess maybe Voyager is my mea culpa. Maybe, I'm not, I'm not sure, but but you know, it's learning, right? It's learning. And I think that uh, it is hard to be the leader of a business or in, the, you know, in a leadership role and be vulnerable and be really open about your problems, but it's critical. I mean, yeah. it really is critical. If you're not honest with yourself and about what you're facing, um, maybe you don't have to be honest, super honest publicly. I get it. Like you're not going to post on Indeed. You know, we're, we're, we're a shit show. <laughs> we're bottoming uh, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're bottoming out, right? But I mean, if it, it, you got to get there soon in some capacity. Um, yeah. And that's hard. That's hard for leaders to do. But it's good for them to do as well. Yeah, agreed. And I know we're
0: running short on time. I probably talked to you another for another hour on this. So we may yeah, do a part two and do a master class of this because I just think there's so much value. But yeah. you know, lastly, I did want you to to kind of talk about we've kind of talked around the outside of the community yeah. that you've built and how it works. So before we wrap, why don't you share with the audience, you know, kind of what you've built, how it works, who's it for, right? I you, yeah. I know you're starting to almost say two sided marketplace where you're bringing some yep. businesses. So mm-hmm. Want you yep. share with the group a little bit about what
1: you've built? Yep, yep. So we created Voyager University uh, two years in a pandemic ago, and the whole idea of Voyager was to empower people to be fractional. And when we say fractional, we really mean that self-determined part. Right. And and so a lot of it had to do with how do you do it. You know, we chose to do it ourselves uh, when we left our corporate jobs. My business partner Jason and I. And we said we got to write the manual for this. We got to Lewis and Clark this. We got to write the map because there wasn't one. And no. so, uh, but the path to self determination is really important for America right now. And so um, that's what we started. The the key thing for us, which is unlike almost all other fractional entities, is that we are a hundred percent on the supply side of the equation. Now we do we bring in businesses and all that. But we thought. Everybody's focusing on the business side. Like what about the people? What about right. the, you know, millions, tens of millions of people like what well, let's just focus there. Let's go grab people who are stuck in corporate America or laid off in corporate America or stuck wherever they are and let's help them. Let's help them get unstuck because that's good for our country. So, we decided we're going to be right there with training, community boot camps. We just launched an exchange so Businesses and fractionals can find each other, but our, our focus is really about the millions of people who want this, but just don't know how. And then once they are, how do they maintain and sustain a fractional uh, life? So that's what we created with Voyager You, Yeah, we started with just he and I, and I checked this morning, I think we're at 315 members. Um, uh, the great thing about modern technology is, you know we can have 10,000 members if we get our, give. you know, there's just there's just no cap. Right. uh and, really and what this can sense. do mm-hmm. awesome so yeah that's it, what we created and why we did it and
0: people the best place for folks to find out which i would encourage folks to follow you on linkedin you're a good follow with the content and it's all value-based and you learn so um 100 i would encourage you to do that but where where can people uh best place for yeah. folks to connect with you
1: yep yep uh www.voyageru.com voyager in the french spelling v-o-a-y-g-e-u-r voyageur You as an university, voyageru.com. That's the anchor to everything. You can follow me on LinkedIn. And I, as most people know, I'll take a half hour Zoom with anybody to help them move this direction. Um, But uh, VoyagerU is a great place to start. We got a really nice online community is a great place to start. There's training and robust training and boot camps. And I recommend you do that. But get in the community because you're going to immediately build a water cooler of new people. Uh, and you're going to learn networking to a degree, like networking for the next 30 years is different than the last 30 years. And so all of that is, that happens inside the, uh, inside the community. And
0: you don't need to do this alone and you shouldn't do this alone. For sure, There's no reason to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And by the way, John, if this doesn't work out for you, for some reason, you've got the best name for uh, a fitness, uh, influencer too, right? John Arms, man. You can't make up a
1: stage <laughs> like that. that say, hey. I just have to work on the pipes. I just got to work on the pipes.
0: Like <laughs> well, tells me business is good. Then that's a, that's a, that's a good thing.
1: So, Well, Dan,
0: I, I really appreciate you spending some time. Like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you back on because I do think this is yeah. such an important um, aspect and a channel for folks to, to yeah. head down. So everybody out there who listened to us live really appreciate it. And uh, this was fun. I appreciate John.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Brett. It's great. Good to be on this journey with you.